It's almost Christmas, y'all, but the season can last year-long because it's dad season year-long at orcacoolers.com. If you use code DADSEASON, you will save 20% off your whole order. That comes to a lot when you're getting a cooler or a tumbler, whatever it is. Be the envy of other dads in your neighborhood. Get a roto-molded cooler or these awesome tumblers. They even have one that looks like a whiskey barrel. Use code DADSEASON, save 20% at orcacoolers.com. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Action247.com, Tennessee's only sports book by Tennesseans for Tennesseans. There's a whole lot of stuff going on this week. I think football is happening every single day. Check out what's going on at Action247.com. Follow their socials. Use code DADS100. They will match up to $800 of your deposit up until the Super Bowl. That's crazy. There's Christmas Eve special bets. There's Christmas Day special bets. There's a tighten up in Thursday night football. Football special bet. So much going on. There's always a Friday deposit boost. Check them out. Get in on the action at action247.com. Use code DADS100. So, you know, Big Cap, as we're winding in towards here, Christmas time and that sort of thing, I don't think I've ever relayed this story, but a few years back, my dad had this tree. You know, one of those you plug in, it's got all the lights and all the fixings done for you so you can be lazy and whatnot. And I think it even spun, matter of fact. But um, it's somewhere spun? How does I think? I think it turned. I think it had a base it turned on. I mean, I could be wrong. But isn't that how all artificial trees are? Like, it, you know, there's a pole you put in and then into the base and it can kind of spin? No, I think it had a, a, a motorized mechanism that turned it. <laughs> was it an award for something like a big old leg lampshade? <laughs> no, it was just some dinky ass tree he bought. But so somewhere like right around Christmas, it tears up. He decides, well, I. Now, you know, I'll take it back at some point. Well, some point ends up becoming about mid-February. And I think you got it like Lowe's or Home Depot or somewhere, but. There's no way they would take it back at that point. Oh, yeah, man. So by the time he gets around and taking it back, they're like, I mean, sir, I I don't know when you claim this did or didn't break, but Christmas was over two months ago. We're not taking it back. We can't give you a refund. And I mean, he just gets super offended, like flies off the chain comes home still mad i'm like well dad you're a damn idiot like i told you take it back weeks ago months ago at the end of february you can't take back a busted tree and he just still like was not having it i think he's still probably bitter about it to this day i think he's the reason why stores have a 30-day return policy <laughs> i mean seriously that's like one of my favorite christmas memories the tree that broke and he was too stubborn to take it back for two and a half months or something Man, a baker stubborn? I don't believe it. (laughs) Apples and trees, apples and trees. Hello, hello, everyone, and Merry Christmas. It's Christmas Eve. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Tricky Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us part of your very special day. If you celebrate Christmas, if you don't celebrate Christmas, happy whatever it is you celebrate. Maybe you don't celebrate anything. Happy drinking bourbon day. But it is Christmas Eve, and Zeke, I'm excited to spend Christmas Eve with you while we wait for the big guy to come bring us presents. I mean, inversely, 
I'm waiting for that day when I walk in the mall and see you playing the big guy. I mean, if it's going to get me some cash on the side, then I can sacrifice a Saturday and Sunday. It actually worked out super well because throughout the day, I legitimately was trying to find a way to like incorporate into this you playing Santa at some point. So that was just the perfect like lob for me. I feel better now. I mean, I have before. <laughs> I'm not lying. I have dressed up as Santa for a charity thing. I don't. I, mean, I did once for like a buddy and his family, but is that when you were still chubby Zeke before you slimmed up a little bit? No, no. This was just it. it I was the the nicest friend that was available. <laughs> you were the nicest friend that was available. How many people did he call first? <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Karma really came back on me on that one. Damn it. <laughs> Man. Do you have any Christmas traditions? It is Christmas Eve. I've said that already, but do you have any Christmas traditions, things that you hold on to? Um, I feel like there's like a country song that your family all listens to. It dances around the tree. I mean, not necessarily country, but I mean, we've played um, Robert O'Keen, Merry Christmas from the family, countless amounts of hours. Why am I not surprised I, there? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't. That one's a... Uh, that's always a ringer around the uh, the Baker household. Other than that, um, I can't think of a whole lot really. Other than I'm I'm thankful to uh, have kids because for God knows how many years I was the youngest in the family and stuck handing out presents. I mean, Jesus, it got old. So You're a pretty big guy to be at the kids' table. <sighs> I, I can delegate that finally, but you know, I'm most likely still at the kids' table because somebody's got to make sure uh, those two of mine eat their food and don't destroy it all over the place. <laughs> well, I have carried this along, but it started with my family, my parents. And on Christmas Day, I always like playing Christmas music, baking a Kringle, and then I make sure that scratch tickets go in the stockings. So it's always a day of scratching off the scratch tickets eating Kringle and listening to Christmas music. That's fair. We do scratchers off and on. Sometimes pops roll in with a bunch of them. Sometimes he forgets, you know, he's getting a little older. You got to put them in the stocking, you know, and that's the adult part of the stocking stuffer. The other thing I guess I could think of too, back when my, uh, my, my grandmother was still with us, she was a bit of a, uh, a socialite, I guess you could say. And, um, every Christmas day she'd have a, uh, you know, invite all our you know friends, our family, whatnot over and uh, have this huge Bloody Mary bar with uh, cheese straws, you know, sausage, spicy mustard, appropriate fixings. But I remember the Bloody Mary bar being the uh, the biggest theme. So that still kind of uh, always resonates to me. Like, all right, it's Christmas Day, even if I'm not hung over or, or whatever, like a Bloody Mary is what you should have just to be festive. It's really funny you mentioned this because we did not plan this. We did not talk about this beforehand. We were just sitting here and talking about things that our family does for Christmas. But our friend Jan, he is a member of the Whiskey House. He's been a friend of ours for a very, very long time. He started a Bloody Mary mix company called Grateful Mary. You know, obviously, heads up, everyone, we are not taking money from them. We're going to tell you about them probably in, in subsequent shows because that's what friends do for friends. But they are locally owned, veteran operated. The name of the company is called Grateful Mary. They have significantly less sodium than other brands. They're vegan friendly. They use tomato juice instead of paste or concentrate, and they source whole tomatoes that are fresh pressed for a refreshing refreshing easy to drink cocktail and then they also used bourbon barrel aged now this is a big thing 
Do you call it Worcestershire or Worcestershire? Worcestershire. Where's the U? I don't know. I'm just telling you it's Worcestershire. It's W-O-R. At the same time, there's a town just directly south of where I grew up called Armurchie, spelled A-R-M-U-C-H-E-E. Armurchie. Explain that one to me. I don't know. It's also like Clowlin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but check out our friend Jan's uh, company, Grateful Mary. And we love supporting our friends doing good things. He really is a good dude. I swear, if you roll into Whiskey House late night, he's probably there having a good time and will be super welcoming to you. He's just a good dude. We really like him. And uh, check out Grateful Mary. For our Nashville folks, it is currently at Frugal McDougal's, Reds in Bellevue, and Red Dog. And hopefully, uh, Lippman will be expanding distribution soon. For those folks out of town, obviously, not quite there to you yet, but we hope uh, he'll make that uh, transition in 2022. Heck yeah. We'll talk more about it, but it is Christmas. Let's get to it. And I wanted to give Zeke a Christmas present that was a whiskey that tasted like a scotch because we all know how much Zeke loves scotch. But actually, the reason I was saving this is because our friends at Paul John, they are an Indian distillery and they sent us over. They have a Christmas edition 2021. And what that is, it's an exotic peated single malt produced at the acclaimed John Distilleries in India. It is a festive limited release, they say, which is now available in the U.S. at an MSRP of $84.99. It's non-chill filtered with no added colors or flavors. The single malts are created from six-row barley, harvested in the foothills of the Himalayas, and distilled in specialty-designed copper pots with longer necks that result in fruitier spirits. The liquid was matured in ex-bourbon barrels and also port in Madeira casks where the tropical climate of Goa helps the whiskeys mature faster. They also want you to know that you should savor this neat on the rocks or with a touch of water added. It also pairs beautifully with a classic Christmas fruitcake to enhance your holiday celebrations. This whiskey is 46% ABV, 92 proof i do not know age i do know it's 100 percent barley so there's the mash bill fruitcake you ever eat those things yeah i'm not a big fruitcake fan i never could like i don't i mean the only thing i can think of that i might classify as being less appealing would be like congealed salad yeah i really don't like the fruitcake i mean you're talking about the cake that's got like the red and green like candies in them right <laughs> Do you know what I think the problem is with those fruit cakes? The cake itself is okay. It's the candy that shit, and it ruins the cake. Whatever it is, it's one of those things that definitely wasn't designed with synergy in mind. Maybe it was just more festive, like, hey, it looks Christmassy. We'll put these spices and things in there that remind you of it, and then also add the Christmas colors for flair. Like, woo. You love that word, synergy. I mean, it's a... It's a good thing to have. If you're going to blend flavors of things, wouldn't you want them to synergize in some way? I mean, I think you just overuse the word synergy. It's possible. I just don't know of a better way to convey what I'm trying to say in that regard. You would want the fruit and the cake to have a symbiotic relationship, maybe? I mean, you want them to work together, which I, I mean, I'm going to look this up. The exact definition. Synergy is defined. All right, so you're right. 
the interaction or cooperation of two or more organizations, substances, or other agents to produce a combined effect greater than the sum of their separate effects. See, it's a it's an ideal word. You can't really get around it in certain ways. I still think you overuse it, but yes, you are a hundred percent. Yes, we want them to have synergy. Hey, we we all have our hangups. I, we we know it. It's like when you and Citrus, we had that debate for ever and a day. And I remember I was like, all right, if you say Citrus, you have to define it. I mean, we Citrus is Citrus. It's got a little acid <laughs> in it, you know, like. I know you wanted to know if it's more of a lemony citrus or an orangey citrus. There's levels on the citrus spectrum. Also, what constitutes exotic while we're defining words here? Because I, I don't really know. Want to know that. I mean, they didn't get Joe from uh, your favorite TV show. <laughs> no, it was not Joe. I mean, we are thrilled to introduce Paul John Christmas edition 2021, an exotic peated. I mean, it sounds a little let's let's go to this is why i have a computer and obviously none of this is uh you know actually to poke fun at the brand or anything for being generous enough to send us a sample i think this is more so john and i haven't recorded in over a week and haven't bullshit in that long so there's just a lot of things to get out right now so we apologize to anyone for the addness and uh off uh off point <laughs> no but i also think it's good that you know, some of these PR things that are written can be very cheesy and they use very cheesy words. And I feel like the bourbon community is a little bit smarter than getting duped by some of those words. Now, in this case, though, exotic is defined as originating in or characteristic of a distant foreign country. If you are a brand in India and you're marketing to the U.S., that definition would hold true, just like Zeke's definition of synergy. Points to them. Yeah. I, I stand corrected and um, it works for me completely. Learn something new every day. I know. I like it when we learn and we let brands know that we're not afraid to fall on our face while we learn for everybody's enjoyment. We're not going to hit them all out of the park all the time, buddy. Hey, and at least now in future shows, I I can use that word possibly when you would have thought it was a reach to begin with. And now I'm like, no, 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 no. Remember the, the Paul John show? We learned what this really means. I mean, I do. Now, this brand, fun fact, was actually started by Paul P. John. So he is the chairman of John Distilleries. He started this brand in 1996. And within the short span of just over a decade, his reach spread from Bangalore to neighboring states in India and beyond seas as well. His personal passion for single malts led him to create the Paul John Indian single malts. He realized that premium single malts can be created in India using native ingredients. And he put up a malt plant in Goa, started launching in international markets, all that kind of good stuff. Crazy thing about this whole brand is they have whiskey, brandy, rum, premium wines, and single malts. The flagship brand of the company is called Original Choice, and it is one of the top-selling brands in India's whiskey segment and is one of the top 10 selling whiskeys worldwide, with sales exceeding 11 million cases a year. Damn. Dude started in 96 and is freaking killing it. So, another question <laughs> to prolong these tasting notes, but does anything constitute an Indian malt versus, I guess, traditional Scottish, whatever? Because you know I have no damn clue. I think this is truly more of a nature of origin thing than anything. Okay. I, I mean, I truly just think it's 
I don't know. And admittedly, I'm going to tell you I don't know. And I did not research that before we started this. But I was just going off the fact that they make it in India. And therefore, like, you know, a scotch is made in Scotland. Irish whiskey is made in Ireland. No, that, that, that's fair. I just don't know. I mean, I assume if there is something, uh, you know, Tark will let me know whenever he hears this. But otherwise, <laughs> I just wanted to ask on the front end. Tark is waiting just to correct anything we say. And I apologize. We're thinking about you. But we we actually <laughs> should have done this one with you. We just didn't have enough in the sample to bring you along on this one. But long story short, we're finally getting to that part of the episode where i could say zeke what did you think of this whiskey nose wise it's very vibrant in what it offers it's just to me it offers a lot of peat it wouldn't surprise me if you picked up more than that i just struggle to get past anything but peat when that hits me so uh you know what i got a lot of on this one i'm just gonna jump in here let's have a conversation about something that we're, we're not really familiar with the nose was very um thick and and vibrant like it i mean i had my glass on the table i'm sitting here at the microphone and i could still smell this whiskey even though my nose isn't anywhere near it i got a lot of unsweet tea on this nose too i don't know if you're getting that but like put the thing down put it on the table and take a whiff when i move it away or move it lower at least to me, what I perceive is somewhere between maybe slight white fruits, but also kind of a citrus rind. Can you describe that citrus? Which rind specifically you're smelling? I think it would have to be something super light, like a um, like a lemon. But it's, it's like a pear with lemon kind of zest on top of it. Lemon definitely goes with tea. But for me, it's more of an orange rind. I mean, I, I get what you're saying there. A little more orange to me in the citrus family but either way i mean i agree with you like the nose screams out of this thing i also think there's something a little deeper like i don't get so much peat as this doesn't scream like an isla scotch to me yes it's got 100 percent barley you know there's a lot of different regions of scotland and this does not scream acetone nothing about this is really that heavy 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 peat like some of those other ones are this to me drinks and nose is a little bit more like a space side. I would probably say is the biggest, like it's not a Highland is going to be an easy drinker opposed to a scotch. And then an Isla is going to be that acetone, big peat. This is somewhere in the middle, you know, it's a lowland, a space side. It's not a Highlander an Isla. Yeah. And those are areas where obviously I'm not well versed. So I'm just going to admit that and, uh, take it for what it is and and i would agree with you on the nose thing like the peat's not overwhelming it's just you and i both know when that hits me i'm kind of yeah about time me to go uh check on something else zeke's like what's this thing that you call scotch (laughs) i've never heard of it in my whole entire life flavor wise i'll lead and you can uh, be more specific because i'm sure you probably will for this one i thought that there was a a strong bite to it not in the sense of it turns you off but it grabs you it's got some saltiness to it and then that malt definitely rolls in toward the back end and even though the bite kind of hit first i thought it also really hung around at the back and gave it a pretty darn strong finish i would struggle to say good because it's not my wheelhouse but it definitely has a a finish that lasts and if that's where your taste buds are you're going to savor the shit out of it i think i would just say the taste is creamy and a little bit smoky 
you know, I think it's that smoked barley that you're getting. Not necessarily the peat. I think you're confusing the peat and the barley, but it's... Uh, That's possible. It's a little smoky, maybe a little bit of butterscotch. The smokiness really takes over on it for me in the in the front of the palate. And then the back of the palate gets a little bit more light and creamy and finish lingers well. All in all, what I would say for this is an $85 limited edition. Now, I don't know the age. That's the thing on this. We we don't know that. That being said, it drinks fine. I think if that's your your product of choice, I mean, I, I can say that without you know too much concern. Well, and I think also like you know, you think of the population of India just from a population wise, right? This guy's killing it. This distillery is killing it. John distilleries are. I mean, he's killing it. There's 1.38 billion people in India. Now, not all those people are going to be able to afford an $85 bottle of whiskey, but there's plenty that can. Not only that, but the fact that it's over here in the U.S. now and plenty of Scotch drinkers are going to gravitate towards this. If you're a bourbon drinker and you also like Scotch. I think at 85 bucks, this is definitely something to go look at. This is something that I don't think you're going to be disappointed. I think it, you know, you go into it, you know, it's not a, a Highland, you know, it's not Nyla. It's one of those in between scotches. It's not a scotch though. It's an Indian whiskey and it's pretty damn good for 85 bucks. So I am a hundred percent down for this. I like seeing limited edition offerings come in under a hundred. I'm not going to lie. I get a little biased to that, give it a little bit more brownie points for that. But also, I don't think you need to overcharge people for your limited whiskeys. The most important thing is making them available so people can actually have them. So cheers to Paul John and John Distilleries for putting out a limited edition whiskey at 85 bucks. I My hat's off to you. Got anything for that, Wally? <laughs> I tried to sum it up as best I could. I think if this is your wheelhouse for products, you're not going to be uh, disappointed by any means. And as funny as it sounds, I mean, John, I don't review these a ton, obviously, but it's an interesting change of pace. And I, I always like to see where our perspectives are and, you know, being able to, to be open enough to try to pick up other flavors and discern what others uh, may enjoy that we admittedly don't always when are we doing our gift exchange? Oh, I thought you got yours. You got me something? FedEx said it was delivered like two weeks ago. <laughs> that was a good one. I'm going to have to use that. <laughs> I mean, I'll send you the tracking number. You can call them. That's all I can offer at this point. Zeke, I will just tell you, it is a pleasure to do. Another, we're going to do a year in review show. We always say it. Sometimes it ends up happening mid-January. Sometimes we get ahead of it. Hopefully we get ahead of it. But I just want to say it is a pleasure to have another year of this podcast in the books with you. I enjoy the hell out of you, even though you piss me off more times than not. But, you know, I, I really do enjoy doing this with you. And thank you for everything you do. For the listeners, thank you for listening to us. Thank you for supporting us. We don't ask you for Patreon. We don't ask you for all that other stuff. So the one thing we could really use is please leave us a review. If you could give us anything for Christmas, leave us a review on whatever platform you use to listen. It would be extremely helpful. Anything you want to add, my friend? Happy holidays. Be safe. Enjoy your friends and family. Don't worry about the material stuff. Just smile and cherish. Zeke always says it very well. I agree with you 100%. Find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Good old Nashville, Tennessee. Merry ho, ho, ho. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. 
Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Cheers. <laughs> Did I forget any holidays? I don't think so. I was amazed you got that many on the fly. I'm like, God damn. <laughs> you seem scattered half the time, then all of a sudden you blacked out. And <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>